1: in the bible well on this episode of the simple side podcast we're going to discover that So, have you ever been in a, um, situation where you know something's right, but the group, the vast majority, do the opposite of what's right? You know it's wrong, but you feel like you'll be the outcast one if you don't follow along. Um, this can include a bunch of scenarios, some worse than others, but they're all sins, essentially. Uh... And basically, sometimes, in certain situations, not going with the crowd can end you up in some bad situations that only faith to God can get you out of. And we're really going to dig this out um, from the book of Daniel, uh, Daniel chapter 3. I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation, the NLT version, if you want to follow along word for word. And we're just going to be discovering what some of your sways... What might be swaying you to go the wrong way. What can you do to get out of that with faith? And what will happen, or what can happen, if you submit the situation to God? So, before we get into it, um, if you'd like to grab your Bibles... Maybe switch on your iPhone or your Android phone, search it up, uh, and we'll get straight into it. So, this happened maybe 400 years before Jesus was born. Uh, the king at the time, the King Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, which we will be studying, don't worry, we'll have a whole series on this. And basically it says, King Nebuchadnezzar made a gold statue, 90 feet tall and nine feet wide now just guessing roughly a pretty estimated pretty educated estimate would be that the statue was 30 meters tall and three meters wide that's huge that's at least the size of a five-story building and this is made of solid gold pure gold nothing else no stone pure gold the whole statue head to toe. And it says that it was set up in a plain so that everyone could see it. Everyone in the kingdom could see this statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had built. And it said that the king sent messages to the high officers, officials, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates and all the officials... ...of his kingdom, to come and worship the statue. And King Nebuchadnezzar, sorry, it's <laughs> a hard word to say sometimes, was the leader of the most powerful kingdom in the world at that time. And it was a, Babylon was a huge world power. They'd won every battle they'd fought for quite a long time. They'd been around for thousands of years, and... Basically, if this kind of a king comes up to you or let's say this really important person from your group that you hang out with or your influencer group or one of your heroes that you look up to came up to you and asked you to do something with them or for them that's not right, you wouldn't want to say no, but you know it's wrong. Your heart tells you otherwise, but your brain wants you to do the wrong thing and now there's these three men the friends of Daniel we'll get into Daniel a bit later their names are Shadrach Meshach and Abednego these three are just like Daniel have been taken from Jerusalem as part of one of Nebuchadnezzar's conquests like we talked about a few minutes ago and basically these boys still have all their tradition with them they haven't ditch their God, they love their God, they worship their God, they don't fall in with the worships of the Babylonians, and this is already hard enough on them, but they are advisors, officials, so they have to go, and they have no choice, if they don't, they'll be killed in a way where we will find out, um, so... Then a... Okay, and then when they had all come, a man stood up on the foot of the statue and said this, People of all races and nations, listen to the king's command. When you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp and the pipes and other musical instruments, bow to the ground to worship the king. And number one... In the Ten Commandments, it tells us not to bow down to any graven image or something that is made by a human. And this is one of the reasons Daniel and his friends wouldn't have done this because they believed in what their parents, their teachers had taught them back in Jerusalem. And basically what happens next ...is the king has a threat. He has a way of forcing them to do this. He says... Um... Oh, oh, okay, sorry. They said, and anyone who refuses to obey... ...will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. And this is without hesitation. He... The king says this without hesitation. He wouldn't think about throwing them in the furnace... They will be instantly thrown into the furnace. And basically, all of the people bowed down and said in their own languages, Long live the king. The king is our God. And Daniel and his friends. (sighs) Daniel and his friends refused to bow. And when they refused to bow, the king was furious. They were the only three people out of the hundreds of people who didn't bow. Imagine looking out over an empty plain, no trees, no hills, just a giant 30-metre statue with hundreds of people bowing, three men standing. And this can be hard when you have to stand up to a higher power that may remove your dignity or remove your position. Or it might lower you in status with the wrong people. But if you're doing the right thing, God will be with you. And he'll be with you if you don't as well. And then what happened? King Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage and ordered that Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego be brought before him. When they were brought in, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true that you will not bow to my statue. I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have made. When you hear the sound, you must bow. But if you refuse, you'll be thrown into the fiery furnace immediately. And then what God... And then... Oh, sorry. And then he says... And then, what God will be able to rescue from my power? He's basically saying his power is greater than anyone else's God, including Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's God. And remember, King Nezel was so, 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 so furious after the three men said this to him Your Majesty. And imagine you saying this to one of your heroes that wants you to do the wrong thing. Your Majesty but even if he doesn't we want to make it clear to you your majesty that even if our father does not save us from the furnace we will never serve your gods or worship the golden statue you have set up before us today nebuchadnezzar was so angry that he ordered the furnace to be heated seven times hotter this is like way past melting temperature everyone and you'll you'll see what I mean in a second. So basically what happened next is, basically when the furnace was roaring up with the flames and it was absolutely heating up everything, basically what happened, so they tied the three men up and threw them into the furnace fully dressed. So they had their pants on, their turbans, their robes and other garments. And because the king, in his anger, had demanded such a hot fire in the furnace, the flames killed the soldiers as they threw the three men in. So the three men that pushed or dropped or shoved the three men in to the furnace were instantly melted. They were just obliterated by the heat. And first you've got a miracle I see here. If the three soldiers were burned up instantly, how come Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego weren't? And then it moves on, and the story sounds pretty sad, right? And Nebuchadnezzar and the other soldiers turned around and started to leave, obviously feeling like they'd won. They had had more power than whatever god these three men served. But then King Nebuchadnezzar jumped and turned around, and he asked his advisers, ''Didn't we throw three men in the fire?'' Yes, your majesty, we certainly did, they replied. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men, unbound, walking around in the fire unharmed. And the fourth looks like a god. So, this fourth person can only be one being. Another human, a human could not survive this heat. So we can eliminate human. It can't be an animal, because they would burn up too. It can't be one of the king's advisors or the soldiers that were dead because they didn't even enter the fire. They were just swallowed up instantly by it, the soldiers. So it can only be Jesus. And basically, God came into the furnace directly to save his three servants. And if we can't even stand up to the wrong thing, When these three men can stand up to a blazing, hot, melting furnace. You can see what God did for them. And they were willing to serve God even if he didn't save them. And this shows us that if we have faith and don't give up on what we believe, even in sad, bad and dangerous situations, God will be with us. And basically... The king ordered them out to walk out. They weren't burnt, they weren't scorched, they had no smell of smoke at all. They didn't even have a little flake of ash on them. And that fourth man disappeared. I believe on that day their God came to be with them. He joined them in the fire. Always remember this, when we are in a fire of life troubles, there is another in the fire, and that person is Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we've learnt a lot this episode. It's been a pretty interesting episode, I've been very tired, not much enthusiasm, but I think we can come to a conclusion that when we submit to you in difficult times that you will join us in our fires and that you will stand with us and protect us whether that means saving us or guiding us it's still the same Lord please help us to stay on this safe narrow path to heaven Lord please keep everyone safe till next time amen thank you for tuning into the simple podcast uh this has been your host emerson uh signing out hope you have an absolutely great day tune in next time please share this with your friends and always remember there's another in the fire standing there with you goodbye signing off